Seven footers crew, what is going on? Gerard and Jenna here on a very happy day for many people um, in the Mile High City, but a very sad day for basketball fans all around the globe. Or they might be happy that we get a little break. <laughs> they might be, Jenna. NBA fans are probably like, okay, cool. I can rest. Uh, WNBA fans, as you know, Jenna is the in, in-house uh, arena host for the Connecticut Sun. So she's not getting any rest because the WNBA season is still going. Um, yes. <laughs> and your Connecticut Sun are eight and two, second in the WNBA to start the season. Mm. They are. They are playing well. Playing, no doubt due to their in-arena hosts' phenomenal work, uh, getting the crowd pumped, getting mm. everybody ready. Uh, no, but it, it, it was an excellent basketball season, Jenna, and um, NBA season. And look – there is no more deserving champion than the Denver Nuggets. They were the best team uh, in these playoffs for sure. The best team, um, you know, for the most most of the the season in the Western Conference. Like they they did what they were supposed to do. They had a dominant run, sixteen and four in these playoffs. And yeah, we'll we'll get into it. Oh my gosh, so so nice to see. I mean, just the the individual stories within the Nuggets, which we'll get to at some point. But it was a beautiful thing. I mean, especially on your home floor, there's nothing better than that. I mean, the Nuggets, first uh, title in franchise history. Um, that's wild. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, you know, it's the Jenna, you know, winning championships is difficult, right? And the Nuggets, as everybody knows, they were an ABA team that came over when the ABA and NBA merged. Um, and so, you know, this was, they have a long, proud history of fantastic players that have gone through there. Dan Issel, uh, David Thompson, you know, just just, uh, just some amazing, amazing players. And, you know, it's it's Alex English, um, Carmelo Anthony in more recent times. Um, you know, it is really wonderful when a city can get to celebrate a championship. And the Nuggets, in fact, did do that. And it's it's just it's wonderful to see. It really is. But before we break down the Nuggets, Let's give a few minutes here to the Miami Heat. Mm -hmm, Great mm -hmm. run by them. Um, definitely on the radar for adding an all-star, adding some type of star power in the offseason. Hence, what is next for this team? I mean, they need something. It's I think that's quite obvious. So, hell of a run for the Miami Heat. Kudos to them. Knocking off the Boston Celtics, the Milwaukee Bucks, the Philadelphia 76ers, the Knicks. And then they, you know, they get into a series against the Nuggets, and the Nuggets just proved to be too tough to handle. Mm -hmm. um, and because, and as we've said before, they are just the, they were the better team, and it was very evident top to bottom. Um, but Miami's good with Eric Spolstra, you know, one of the best coaches, if not the best coach in the league on the sidelines. You got Bam Adebayo, excuse me, and Jimmy Butler, the core of a great, uh, of, of the core nucleus of a team that can really compete. I think for the for the Heat, Jenna. Where they struggle as they have all regular season long, this team struggles to score points. And, you know, while it's awesome to talk about Gabe Vincent and Max Truce and Duncan Robinson and all these guys, and, you know, and all these guys that like have been developed and turned into superstars or not superstars, but turned into very good NBA players, they're missing that other guy 
to go along with Jimmy and Bam to reliably get themselves get them buckets, right? Someone who's a matchup problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's likely that the Heat go star hunting. Now the question is who? Of course, everybody's talking about Dame Lillard, whatever. And while I think Dame would be somewhat interesting in terms of, you know, Dame has famously said, you know, about Paul George, you keep running from the grind, blah, 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 all that stuff. So Dame is someone who likes the grind. So he would fit in the Miami culture. But Dame is a poor defender, right? Like he's very, very bad on defense. Elite offensively, but bad on defense. Now, you figure with Jimmy and Bam, you're okay. A name to keep an eye on, Jenna. And the thing is, I don't know if heat culture would work with him, with this player. But... If he figures out, you know what, I got to change myself around and, and and really tap into my potential. They need a, a a five next to Bam, a seven footer who can stretch the floor. Listen, Carl Anthony Towns and the Minnesota Timberwolves may not be long for one another, and so in a squad with Cat and Bam as your four five, Bam as your four, Cat as your five, and Jimmy and everybody else, you know, that's listen. Now again. You can be like, oh, Gerard, Jimmy came to the practice that time when he's in Minnesota and he beat Cat and the starters with like the fifth string gut. Yes, yes, all that happened. But Cat is someone who might be realizing his own basketball, not mortality, but like, hey, when I came into the league, I thought I was going to be this kind of player. Well, I am not that kind of player, but I want to salvage the rest of my career and potentially compete and win titles. I can do it here on this team, you know, is that somewhere where he can go do the whole body fat test, get in the heat, heat hmm. expulsion on those guys, get him to guard on the other end? Because we know he's elite offensively and can shoot. I mean, you put a guy like that next to Bam, shit. True. I do believe, and this is not a knock toward Bam, but like they need another big guy. They do. It's just, it is what yeah, it is. It's just that Bam, what Bam does defensively and how he attacks the game offensively. You need someone else who can space the floor and shoot threes yeah. to allow for the, the the spaces for the guys to drive. And and Cat would be that guy. You'd give them size to get rebounds on the defensive end. You know, one of the ways that the, the Nuggets really hurt them was they're just bigger than them at every position. Mm-hmm. And they mauled them on the boards. Oh, my God. At one point, I looked over at Dapa or like I was texting Dapa, I don't even know, and I said – like, are you watching Bam, like, just get every five seconds just smashing against Jokic? That's, oh, my God, I can't even imagine. <laughs> like, he was just getting, and again, yeah. like, smacked around, but, like, not that he was playing shitty, but, like, you're going up against 6'11", arguably 7-footer. Seven 7-foot, seven best it's player like, in the world. It's oh season. It's, it's tough. And, and, by the way, Bam did an excellent job. He did. Against Jokic, he had a but, great game. But he's... Jokic is just, you know, as we always say, you never stop great players. You don't shut them out. That's not a thing. And with Jokic, mm-hmm. the thing is, he is a brilliant, he's the best passer in the world. So if you double or whatever, it's like he's going to pick you apart because he knows where it's coming from and where the open seams are on the floor. And he tells his guys, you know, go to that spot. Trust me. He'll throw the ball there. Just go get it. Wide open layups, mm-hmm. dunks. He's brilliant in that way and how fast he processes. So, you know, he's a tough cover for anybody. And yeah, this is the two-time MVP. Probably should he should have won his third and been a three-time MVP, but finals MVP. I mean, Jenna, he is on the short. You know how many people in NBA history have won t- at least two regular season MVPs and one finals MVP in the history of the NBA? Take a guess. How many people? 
Four. Ten. Oh. In the history of the NBA. Jokic, was, um, yeah, Jok- yeah. Jokic is among that crew. Like this is, he's already in rarefied air, but you know, we'll, we'll talk about more of him later, but yeah, the heat, that's all, you know, can they get that? So what do they do there with that max contract? Do they go and get a guy like cat, a stretch five, who was like mm-hmm. amazing offensively, who can also help them on the boards to be next to Jimmy or uh, next to bam, or do they go for a Damian Lillard type of player? We shall see. Right, exactly. That is, we shall see about that. But I mean, naming specifically those two, when you, as soon as you said Dame's name, I instantly was like, oh my God, yes, this is the culture for him. Like he's a dedicated guy. He's somebody who would sink his teeth into this. And the defense stuff, yes, I get it. But you don't think being with Spo on that staff, he could. Well, what he'll do is he'll try on defense. Yeah. <laughs> he'll still not be good, but he'll give effort on that end of the floor. Does Cat worry you at all in any other aspects, whether that be injury, well, consistency to play? You know, injury is always a thing. And then Cat himself, like he, you know, there's a reason he was drafted where he was, and you know, he is who Cat is so talented, immensely talented. I think he's immature at times and doesn't realize if I want to maximize the talent that I have and reach my full potential, I've got to take this whole situation much more seriously and very different than I do. Um, Does he want to do that? Does he want to not be the primary featured person on offense, right? Which he wouldn't be in, in, in Miami, but he would be, he would be a focal point, but buy into, no, here's how we do things here. We grind my guy. Like you, you ain't garden. You're not playing right. Like, will he buy into that kind of culture? I don't know. Look, Guys mature as they get older, Jenna, right? Like, you know, we, we always lose sight of that with these players. It's like, oh, so-and-so, they're this, they're that. And we already decide what somebody is. But, you know, Cat now at age 27, right? Like, does he step in and realize, oh, you know what? Yeah, this is a different situation. I got to be better here. I mean, remember, he was the number one overall pick in 2015 for a reason. Because mm-hmm. he's really good. And we've seen, we've seen glimpses of it right we've all seen it it's not like oh he's been an all-star three times he's made all nba two times like you know what i mean like we've seen him do it the question is can he consistently tap into all the tools that he has to be the best version of himself does he want to be coached hard in a place like miami i don't know the answer to any of those questions but that's something to look at Interesting. Enjoy that uh, little tidbit, kids, because Gerard's in the know, if you guys do. Yeah, and I, and I want to be very clear. I'm, I don't know anything about this particular- Oh, yeah. Like, He's but, not reporting. Right. I'm not we're reporting just, this. I'm just throwing out we're names. seeing what's up. Mm-hmm, Possible mm-hmm. fits. You know. You know the vibes. You know the vibes. I mean- Personally, I don't know. I don't know if I see Cat down there. But you know what? Let's not uh, discuss that anymore. Because you're going on what you know, which is, is right. he serious enough to be part of that culture? And he might not be. The question is, can he? It, has he matured? Is he maturing to be like, you know what? Something's got to. I got to be different here. We don't. Who knows? We'll see. We shall see. Um, let's talk about the Nuggets, though, because mm. they're the they're the uh, men of the hour here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. First championship ever, uh, mm-hmm. thanks to Nikola Jokic. So let's stay on him for a second because he, he's he's been brilliant. I mean, the consistency. I mean, what we've seen. It's remarkable. It really is. Um, and I don't think, you know, he gets enough credit because, number one, he doesn't really like to talk about himself. And number two, 
you know, people aren't used to this type of superstar. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So let's uh, talk to me about the brilliance of him, though, with, throughout this series and as a whole. Jenna, he is the first player in NBA history to lead the playoffs, the entire playoffs, in total points, mm -hmm. rebounds, and assists. Yes. Think about the great players in the history of the game who have played, who are those types of triple-double machines, right? Your LeBron Jameses, your Magic Johnsons, your Jason Kidds, all of these types of people who can dominate in a variety of different ways. Wilt Chamberlain's these stat-stuffing guys. Nobody has ever led the playoffs in all three categories. That's why Nikola Jokic just did. This was a dominant playoff run. We've said it uh, for the last three years. He's been the best player in the world. Two-time MVP should have won the MVP this season. I agree. And I mean, and his play this postseason showed you. I mean, and this is not a knock against Joel Embiid, but yeah. if I'm telling you, all right, you got to pick. You, you you know, you got two these two guys to pick from Embiid and Jokic. To start your team. Who are you picking? It's Jokic every time, every time. Like just it, and again, Embiid had an MVP worthy season, no doubt, but. The best player in basketball in the world is Nikola Jokic. You know, Jenna, one of the things that people talk about when they want to sort of knock Jokic is the defense. He was awesome on defense this playoffs. And here's the thing that, that he's good at. So, you know, you, you mentioned that he's not the superstar that people are used to, right? Yeah. When people are looking at dominance, right? So defensive player of the year, as you know, show favorite, our favorite, Jaron Jackson Jr., right? We can see what he's doing on defense, right? Because why? He jumps so high and blocks shots. and right? All things that are very easy for our eyes to see, right? It's like, oh, this guy's amazing. What's not so easy to see is what Jokic does, which is he's very good at just being big and being in the way. Yeah. Seven feet and 285 pounds is a large human being. It is very hard to score points over large human beings in the NBA. That is the most difficult thing to do. You know how I know it's hard? Ask Jimmy Butler how hard it is to score with Nikola Jokic. <laughs> Every time Jimmy got into the paint and Jokic was there, what was he doing? Oh, passing out, not feeling comfortable because mm -hmm. Jokic was very good at just being walling up and, and being a big, tall person. Okay, score over me. That's hard to do. That doesn't show up in the box stat anywhere. That, right? just, there's no block. There's, yeah. no, there's nothing there, but oh, crap. That's, we got a worse shot now because I don't know how to score over this guy. That's one. Two, he got his hands stripped down on a lot of balls, just deflecting passes. And mm -hmm. again, that may not show up as steals, but they cause turnovers. Or the ball goes out of bounds. Less time on the clock. The Heat don't have enough time to run the play they want. In game four in particular, Jokic had four plays where he used his just big body. He just, just kick saves. The kick, the pass was going in. And he kicked the ball out of bounds. Mm -hmm. You're like, Gerard, why does that matter? Well, on four of those plays, those were backdoor layups for the Heat to guarantee points. But Gerard, the clock resets to 14. It does. But now the clock is at 14. So the Heat don't have the time they had from 24 to start the same play again and run it to get that easy backdoor cut, right? That kick ball out of, that doesn't show up as a stat. That's nothing. There's nothing there. That's not a block. That's not a turnover. It's nothing. But those are four possessions. You get no points because he is just very good at those things, Jenna. And 
He sees, and so offensively, we know what he does. He's brilliant on that end of the floor. He sees and processes so fast. The thing that makes Draymond Green so good is that he processes so quickly, right? Because everybody watches Draymond, and they're like, oh, but he doesn't score a lot of points. Uh," Charles Barkley famously calls him Mr. Triple Single, right? And I always joke, yeah, Chuck, but if you play with a player as good as Draymond, you probably would have won a championship, right? Because Draymond processes the game at lightning speed. He knows what you're doing offensively and how to blow up your offense. And he knows what gets his team in the right spots offensively. That's his superpower. Well, Nicole Jokic does that at the same level, but in a seven foot, 285 body who can shoot and do all the things that Draymond can't do. This is, this is like LeBron James. Like this is why he's so good. They, they run a naked side pick and roll with him and Murray, right? So empty naked side, which means those are the only two guys on that side of the floor. Other three guys are spaced at the top. Top, short corner, uh, mid post. Jokic. So if you decide, oh, he's got the ball, double team's coming. He knows based on his personnel on the floor, Jenna, where the double's coming from. Oh, you're probably going to double off Bruce Brown right now. And Bruce knows they're doubling off me. Let me just cut to the, because when you play zone, right? Anytime you double, I mean, you're in zone, right? Because two men are on the ball or the player. So that means everybody else has to cover one extra person, right? Okay. Bruce cuts to the open area of the floor where the zone is. The ball is already there waiting, right? He grabs it, dunk, layup, Aaron Gordon, whatever. He's brilliant at this stuff. And then, oh, if you want to stay on all my guys and don't let me pass to them, Okay, I guess I'll score over everybody and score 30 points a night. Like, yeah, no big deal. Let me just throw my hand right right here. Imagine playing on a, a Nerf basketball hoop that's seven feet off the air. You'd be amazing at basketball. Well, that's kind of what it's like for Nikola Jokic, right? being that big and that skilled. It, it, he is just – he's phenomenal, Jenna, best player in the world. And he is different, as you mentioned, in that he's not overall like, – he obviously cares about basketball because you don't develop from where he was to become the best player in the world, right? He was a chubby, overweight person, right? 41st draft pick, all those things. You look at he's a slim dude now. Like it's slim yeah. dude, right? He worked on his body. The game was already there. You don't do all that if you don't care about the game. Obviously, he does. But he doesn't care about all the other trappings and all that other stuff, right? Yeah. Lisa Salter asked him after the game, Nicole, how are you feeling in this moment? Uh, I feel, you know, it's good. We won. We got the job done. Now it's time to go home. Like That's it. Basketball is not the most important thing in his life. His family, his horses, like all those things are much. Basketball is this awesome thing that he's very good at. The best in the world at, which pays him a lot of money. And he's very appreciative of it and his teammates and all that. But his life is so much balanced everywhere else. And what he's showing you is, You don't have to be an obsessive, maniacal maniac about basketball to be very good at it, right? You can, sure, that works too if that's what you want to do. But you can also have a life outside of basketball and care about other things and still be the best player in the world, which he is. Absolutely. I mean, there could be a whole podcast on discussing him and his life, of course, respectfully and dissecting that because he's not on – commercials. He's not promoting anything. He doesn't even have social media. Um, None of that stuff. None of that. And you're right. It isn't the most important thing in his life, but that doesn't mean it's not important. Correct. Um, and well, Jenna, it could, he couldn't be who he was if it wasn't important. 
You don't just be like, right. oh, I don't care about this thing and I'm the best in the world at it. That's not how it works. This league yeah. is too good. So it and is important. It's just, as you said, it's not the most important thing. And I think that he's able to, and again, I, people might call me crazy or whatever philosophical, but I think he's truly able to unlock a big part of his game and his personality within the game because he's so mature. He's a provider of his family. It's obvious. You could mm -hmm. tell. Mm -hmm. um, and also he's content within himself. Mm -hmm. He's, he's okay with life. He's mm -hmm. okay with everything. You know what I mean? Um, he's a perspective. You know, he texted Jenna. me the other day and told me I was too, like, I don't <laughs> know him personally, right? but you can tell yes. a lot about people of the way they move, the way they yes. act. Yep. You never see this man in the off season. Find me one photo of him in the off season that is taken not at a gym or by the facility or the team. The, whatever. The, only, the only time you see him in the off season is when the team has to go to Serbia to give him his MVP and he's on his horse farm. That's and right. <laughs> I also, I, I read a profile or an article on him uh, doing work for the post and it said that I wish I could remember who, who wrote it, but it said that he, the Nuggets personnel actually had difficulty figuring out all of the logistics and everything. And the, his, um, his wife had to help mm -hmm. because he's just so private. And I think it was also the Denver post that said like he is very um, protective over his mm -hmm. privacy and mm -hmm. things like of that nature. So mm -hmm. like he doesn't want to be found. Mm -hmm. No, he, he comes to do a job, which is play for the Denver Nuggets, be the best he can be for the Nuggets, which as I've said a million times already on this show, the best player in the world, the now finals MVP. And then once the season is over, okay, I'll see you guys when training camp starts, right? Like, yep. see ya. Now, uh, this summer, I'll be curious to see if he plays World Cup basketball for Serbia. Um, oh. I, I, I know that for a lot of um, international players, their country, playing for their country is even more important to many of them than playing in the NBA. Yeah. Um, if I was Jokic and if I were the Nuggets, and you know, look, if I was the Nuggets, and it's a selfish of the Nuggets, but whatever, I'd want him to not play and just rest, like, bro, yeah, just be on your farm and do whatever. Uh, don't, but you know, his country means like, uh, so much to him. So I wouldn't be shocked if he ends up playing uh, your uh, World Cup. Now, remember, mm -hmm. he did play Eurobasket last year, last summer as well. So mm -hmm. this will be basically from Eurobasket to the NBA season finals, winning the championship. Into FIBA World Cup, it's a lot of basketball, a lot of miles on on the body, and so you know, I would if, look if he wants to play, play. But if he's on the fence at all, I'd be like, bro, rest and enjoy time with the family and the horses. That's that's what I'd do. Right. Um. And you know, speaking of his home country, you know, all the coverage on social media, of course. Um. You know, during this time with the finals, everything there was. Uh, Dapa had sent me it of the crowds mm -hmm. at games mm -hmm. in Serbia Serbia mm -hmm. yeah oh yeah he Whoa. is uh like, I mean this... that in a way like they support their country like I don't know how guys play <laughs> keep, 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 keep this in mind Novak Djokovic um arguably the greatest tennis player of all time who was also from Serbia said this about Nikola Jokic he is our native son we love him like he is like our sportsman and this is Novak talking about another athlete like, Novak could be the country's native son and their number one sportsman. He's like, no, he's the pride of Serbia. He said about Nikola Jokic. Like, that is 
game recognized game, right? Like the, be, the best in the world recognizing the other best in the world. Like, no, th- th- this is the guy. No, he's, it, it, it means so much to, to, to everyone at home for him in Serbia. Um, and I know that, you know, he was happy to win this again. It's not the most important thing, but I think he's looking forward to once that parade's over, I'm getting on a plane, heading to Sambor because he has the horse races Sunday. He's got the horse races coming up on Sunday. That's what he wants to be, what he wants to do. Well-deserved. Um, but let's also talk about some other guys on mm-hmm. this roster and their particular journeys and the journey as a whole to the title here because Jamal Murray, um, mm-hmm. remarkable story there with the, he tore his ACL. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, all the sound bites that we saw between him and Mike Malone, you know, mm-hmm. are you going to trade me and this mm-hmm. and that? That's mm-hmm. heartbreaking stuff. And then you have Jeff Green who had open heart surgery. Mm-hmm. Um and then, of course, you know, Michael Michael Malone, Jr. too, mm-hmm. him and uh, MPJ, and who struggled a little bit here throughout the playoffs. But then you have Mike Malone also as the voice mm-hmm. behind these guys. And again, every coach sticks up for their team. No but doubt. there are guys that separate themselves, and he's one of them. The way he speaks about this team and, like, just backs them up when everyone's doubting them and things like that. In the, in the series with the Lakers, too, mm-hmm. when he said – one post game, you know, nobody's talking about like Nicola, but about the Lakers who lost last night. Like, I mm-hmm. just don't get mm-hmm. it, you know? Mm-hmm. So start with whoever you'd like, but I mean, the storylines are just incredible. Jenna, it, this team, let's keep in mind, I believe it was three years ago. I said, Oh, I like if this team is healthy, I like the Nuggets to win the NBA championship, right? I said I like that about, oddly remember you saying about that. them. Yes. I remember they had they had went that they went to the conference finals, that bubble run, right? Um, and I was like, I, I just I like this team a lot. I, I can just see it, right? With Jokic, Murray, MPJ, and then they get snake bit. Murray missed basically two postseasons. Michael Porter Jr. missed all last season with the back. And so while Jokic was still being very excellent, they just full complement of the team wasn't there. Uh. But we saw when they were healthy, we're like, oh my God, this team can be so good. I was so high on them. So they had gone through the lumps and the 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 progression you have to go through as a team before you break through, right? They've experienced heartache, injury, all the things. And now everybody's here and healthy. Oh wow. Murray was excellent uh this postseason, Jenna. 21 points a game, six rebounds, 10 assists. Um, on excellent shooting numbers. He was brilliant. He is one of the best tough shot makers in the NBA. When he's going, it's like almost impossible to put him out. The two-man game he and Jokic play, deadly. It's almost impossible to stop. Like they're just, they read each other so well. They read the game so well. Uh, you mentioned Jeff Green, uh, 35 years old, finally winning a championship. Uncle Jeff, excellent, excellent player. Aaron Gordon, this guy was once a top pick. Starring in Orlando, he is now the fourth option on this team. Had a huge, huge blocks. Had a huge finals game. Played excellent defense all postseason long. Had a guard KD, LeBron, Jimmy, all these amazing guys, and did excellent. He was the number two on the Nuggets this season in estimated plus minus behind Jokic. Excellent, excellent season. Michael Porter Jr. While he struggled this finals, Jenna he found ways to impact the game. Thirteen yes. rebounds in the closeout game last night using his length to play defense. And that's what Michael Malone wants him to do. He's like, look, 
sometimes your shot's not going to fall. But if it's not falling, you can't just pout and not play. You got to find some other way to impact the game until shots start falling for you. Yep. You know, and he hit that big three, that uh, transition three, pull up three uh, late in the fourth, and he cut to the rim a bunch, scored, scored at the rim. Listen, everyone knows I like MPJ as a player, and I was really proud of how he battled through the poor play to find a way to impact the game. Um, Contavious Caldwell Pope was incredible. Defense. Yes. T- just efforts. Running back to stop a short layup, tipping the ball out of bounds. like All these little plays that people don't think matter. Guys, in the playoffs and in the finals especially, it's about possessions. And you're trading points for possessions. So when you – a guaranteed layup that now you don't have, you have to now figure out how to score against the defense, that's a possession wasted, right? There's so many opportunities that KCP was just excellent defensively. Bruce Brown off the bench. Um, Who would have Thought. Well, he's an he's an elite player. He can guard. He again, and Jenna, the key to all this is Jokic playing with Nikola Jokic. He makes the game so easy because he's a different kind of superstar. See, people think of basketball and how you dominate as scoring. That's mm-hmm. how people think that you dominate basketball is by scoring because it's the cool one. It's flashy. Right. They don't have to put in as much work and scoring. Work, I should say, and scoring is one way. You mm-hmm. impact winning basketball. That is clearly one way you impact winning basketball. But there are numerous other ways you impact winning. And with Jokic, how do you not want to play hard for a guy like that when he's going to pass you the ball? Listen, we know, Jenna, there are superstars in this league who don't pass the ball. They just don't. Unless they know it's a guaranteed assist, they are not passing. They're going to shoot it themselves yeah. over a double or triple team or whatever the case may mm-hmm. be. But when I know this guy's going to, if I'm open, and Jokic says it, Basketball is simple. You win by passing to the open man. Yes, that's how this game works. You pass to the open man. So when the double comes, when the defense is out of rotation, Jokic is not going to shoot it himself. It's like, oh, no, here's a guy's going to leak to the rim. How many times did Aaron Gordon get lob attempts at the rim? Guys getting easy backdoor cuts because Jokic is able, he's going to give up the ball and pass to them. So that then, what does that make you do, Jenna, when you're on defense? Oh, I'm going to try hard. I'm going to fight over screens. I'm going to dive on the floor. But if I got some guy who ain't passing the ball, I ain't fighting over no screen. Why should I? Why should I dive on the floor for this? Nah. But the effort is there because you know I'm going to get rewarded on the other end. And they are a consummate team, Jenna. And you know Christian Brown, the Brown, the rookie, um, had a huge game in this. Was like excellent minutes. Like good for him. I mean, to play on that level, that young. Oh, Jenna, this this team. They are they are a they are a well-oiled machine and they play excellent team ball. I know what people They're think. Young, contrary to twenty-eight, contrary to popular opinion, teams win championships, not individuals. Facts. I mean, and that's the point. You can just see these guys. Even in the post game celebrations, everything, please, like the way Jamal Murray was looking at oh, bitch. I loving was it. Like, loving oh, it. My God. Love it. But yeah, you can tell these guys are a team and it goes down to the coaching too. Like, Mike I cannot say excellent. enough mm-hmm. about Mike Malone. I just need him to record a couple of voice notes, you know, like, you're going to have a good day and like, you <laughs> this. And, like just send them to me. Cause I think that if I heard those in the morning, I would, I would be a little more successful in life. But, on a real note, yeah. I mean, the camaraderie of this team, they're so young. They're, they have so much left to do. It, it, the ceiling, you know, there is no ceiling for them at this point. Um, 
But yeah, incredible stories, incredible journey for this team. Well-deserved vacations now. So that's some good stuff right there. And I mean, now, okay, you win the chip, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. So you bask in that, you enjoy that for a little Mm -hmm. bit, right? But, and I hate to, you know, bring this up, but you see what happened with the Mm -hmm. Warriors this past season. So what happens? How do we prevent that? Do they need anything? Should they go out and get anything? What is the next move? And I hate to be, you know, always looking ahead when you should be enjoying no, no, the moment, no, no. but it's this is a damn basketball podcast, people. So we need to talk about the future. So what's going on here? Because people got to make the money. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know, a lot of talk we have is can the Nuggets be the next dynasty in the in the NBA, right? Oh, everybody um, was using the D word today. And as I said to start the show, you have to be good. And you need incredible luck to break your way to be dynastic. Like that's just the reality of it. I know people don't like to think dynastic. that way, but you have to have luck break your way. And so, you mentioned the Nuggets are young. They are, and their core of Jokic, Murray, MPJ, and Aaron Gordon. They are all, and Kadavis Caldwell Pope. They are all here under contract for the next two years. Right. So everyone's locked up. So their starting five is locked up and under contract for the next two years. Kadavius Caldwell-Pope is the only player not in his 20s in that starting lineup. He's 30, okay? Um, what do I think that they – listen, you have the world's best player, Nikola Jokic? Yes, you will compete and be elite as long as that guy is elite. And so can they be dynastic? Sure. They need luck and things to break their way. Here's what they also need, Jenna. With the new CBA and the new tax apron for teams that go over the luxury tax and the penalties you face, Mm-hmm. The way in which you are able to keep this team together is that you cannot overpay for Bruce Brown types, for yeah. Contavious Caldwell Popes. It's just you can't. It's just because – so I still have to say Bruce Brown made $6 million this year. He's a player option next year for $6.8 million. He's going to decline that option and become an unrestricted free agent this summer. The market will likely – demand or offer or say that he's worth four years 16 million about 15 million 15 to 18 million a year is probably what i guess he would get paid as much as he was integral in the nuggets doing what they did if they want to be dynastic they cannot pay him that much money because it's going to hamstring them going forward and it will mean they won't be able to keep murray porter right and all these guys so in all likelihood bruce brown's going to be gone this summer and so the question is, Christian Braun, Brown, excuse me, you're not as good as Bruce Brown right now, but because you're on a team-friendly deal because we drafted you on your rookie contract, you're going to have to develop over the summer and step into that slot and play as well as Bruce Brown did in the finals. Uh, Peyton Watson, who they drafted, he's going to have to step up and play. Zeke Naji, all these, and whoever they draft this coming year, all these guys they draft are going to have to be able to contribute in the playoffs and in the finals for a championship team in order for this team to keep going. Yes, the stars matter, but dynasties are won on the margins. Can those players on the margins contribute in the NBA finals? We shall see. Um, You know, the Nuggets got excellent production out of Bruce Brown, KCP, Christian Braun, and Jeff Green. Mm-hmm. Those four guys combined are making like $26 million, something like that. I mean, that's that's how you win, Jenna, when you have, on all four of those guys, made valuable contributions in the NBA Finals 
on $26 million combined dollars in salary. That's how it has to be. Because once guys start wanting, well, no, I want 20 for myself. Well, it, it, it's not going to work now. <laughs> now we're not, right? Because, because of the cap and because of the penalties, it's not going to work for us. So, and the Nuggets are lucky. They're because of the champions. Guys who are ring chasing, veteran ring chasers, will come for the veteran minimum and they could get the best of the best out of that crew. But Calvin Booth, the GM, is going to have to be very smart around the edges, right? Mm-hmm. In all likelihood, you know, if you want to keep it together, you're going to have to let Bruce go. Develop from within, draft properly so you can pick up as a vet minimum. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking about this too. KCP, um, mm-hmm. he was on that Lakers team in the bubble. Sure was. His second championship. Oh, mm-hmm. my gosh. Well, yep. congrats to him. Congrats yeah. to him. And then when his okay. contract is up in a couple of years, I'm going to have to really think about, okay, what do we want to pay him, right? Like, these are the tough decisions. Look, this is why GMs get paid a ton of money. These are decisions you have to make. You know it's Jokic. And Murray, you're not even 100% sure it's MPJ, but he's under contract for the next three years and, and rookie max money. Other than those three, everybody else is replaceable, right? Because we have to figure out, can you contribute at the same level for less money? That That is, that's the goal. Heck yeah. Um, speaking of money and things, did you see today that, um, back to the heat for a second, I think it was like Shams that was reporting that, uh, who was it? The heat? Made an offer for Kyrie before he went to Dallas. Oh, I mean, look, Kyrie is an excellent player. We all know that. Kyrie and Heat culture, accountability, showing up to work. Uh-huh. Ah, I don't, I don't know if those two things mix. No, not at all. I was shocked when I heard that. I was like, eh, who's your source? Like yeah, my baby cousin? Like, right? What? Yeah. I was like, Kyrie and Heat culture doesn't seem like a fit to me. No, not at all. I mean, but yeah. Congrats to the Nuggets. I mean, your NBA champions. Heck yeah. Um, Can't wait to see what happens in the offseason. Yeah. Both of these teams. And, of course, around the league. Um, Yeah. We got the draft coming up next week. And then free agency will kick off. So it'll be be busy. And then we'll be be off for the summer, getting our rest and relaxation in. We'll be back. Before you know it, it'll be training camp. And then it'll be time to to roll. I'm already counting down. (laughs) But until then, you know where to find us, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, SoundCloud, all that, at JS Hector, at Jenna Lemon Selly, at Seven Footers Pod on Twitter, at Seven Footers Podcast on Instagram. And until next time, everybody, peace. Spent a couple years out here with these raps, trying to have a plan that we may come true.